The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the break. Today, there is no Derek Eagleton, but we have Mr. Brian Broadus here thank you, thank with you. us. Brian, how does it feel to be back on a, on a good show? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Damn. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you miss this? You really, I, miss I missed this. you guys. Yeah, I missed you guys. You really don't pull the, any punches ever, yeah, do you? The average age of this joke. show. Do you know what a joke is? Yeah, the average age yeah. of my show is 105, and this one is a lot less than that. Yeah, it's so. We're rejuvenizing you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I wanted to get into the some of the guys that people people are asking about. One of them is Sean Lee. He, he's been doing some work today. How is that looking for this weekend? I know, obviously, it's kind of soon to tell, but as far as the things that you've been able to see out on the field and what he's been able to do so far. Well, he practiced yesterday. He's at practice again today. We always say, you know, you're, the earlier in the week you're available, the better it is for your prospects of being available. So, I feel kind of confident that that he might be able to go. Um, and what we've we've gone back and forth about what that means for the linebacker position and how they platoon all those guys. But I'm kind of leaning toward thinking he might be active. You know, usually you have like a situation where you got a bye week. I mean, you you wouldn't think that that you would play, but knowing Sean Lee and seeing what he's seeing out there on the field with these two guys playing like they are. I think he wants to get back there as well. So he said it all along. If I'm healthy, I'm going to play regardless where the buy is. Yeah, I think that the, it was very clear that Jason Garrett came out the other day, I think it was Monday, and was talking about there's only so many of these games. You know, there's only so many of these opportunities. And I think that was a really good hint that, that uh, Sean was going to try and work his way through. I know on our, uh, on our Periscope yesterday, I said he's going to come and play and start. And I, I, don't, I don't feel that any different. Uh, today than I did, you know. So I, I'm I'm going I, I, I'm going to say that he's going to be part of this rotation. Uh, he's he's likely going to uh, he's going to start uh, him and Jalen Smith, and then they're going to find ways to get him. Leighton Vanderesh, those guys, all three are going to rotate. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to be really good for Sean Lee because in the fourth quarter, when you need him in a game to come out and make a play, maybe to chase down a quarterback, to chase a ball, to knock a ball down, fourth down, whatever he has to do you'll have a fresher Sean Lee playing that way, and I think that's a good thing. I just want to stop and consider the fact that the Dallas Cowboys might have too many good linebackers. Like, what the hell happened? That's amazing. I can't <laughs> even believe those words came out of my mouth, but it, it's true. You know what? They, it's a they, good problem to they have. Took a chance. They took a chance, though, really on one of them, on Jalen Smith. Hell yeah. They took a huge chance on Jalen Smith. And – you know, and, and and point the finger at me as not wanting anything to do with Jalen Smith. But now you have a situation where you're saying, well, you know, everybody's thinking they drafted Leighton Vander Esch to possibly play for Jalen Smith. It's not Jalen Smith. It's not like it's Sean Lee. But now, okay, they they got through the the, the time. I'm surprised. I, and I asked this question on our show the other day. I am surprised how smoothly this this without Sean Lee has gone. I know there's a lot of work up turning about communication. It's I think that's shocking. On, on the offense, it seems to be a problem. But on defense, they haven't given up big plays. They haven't – you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here screaming for, for you know, go out and get uh, 
that guy from Seattle. Go out and get Earl Thomas because I was worried about Sean Lee being out of the lineup and all of a sudden, like, who's going to hold this thing together? But a rookie and a, and a third-year player are really holding this thing together. Plus, you got what's going on up front with their rotation of their their pass rush and their defensive line. So, you know, count me as being not very smart thinking about what Jalen Smith could do. You know, I had some questions about Leighton Vanderish, some, but you know, they were smart. They knew what they needed to do to get through this. No yeah. doubt about it. Now well you said. mentioned the line, and as far as some of these guys, Malik Collins is finally in full practice. He right. seems ready to go. Uh, obviously played last game. Now as far as Demarcus Lawrence, he's still showing up as limited with the whole shoulder injury. Is this turning something into maybe that it's kind of concerning, or just one of those things that you know he's a tough guy? That that's some kind of injury that he can keep playing through. Uh, he's gonna play. Oh. Yeah, but no, abs- yes, both, because it's not going away. He's got a tear in his labrum. I mean, yeah, which is, yeah, it's absolutely concerning. I think we talked about that on Monday or Tuesday, just that I have no doubt he's going to fight through it, but he fought through it. He fought through a shoulder issue in 2016, and it severely limited his ability. So I'm not ready to say that we're going to see a severe drop off. He's still been, you know, even he's been, he's impacted these last two games. He hasn't had the sacks, but he's, he's been there. So uh, I'm not ready to say he's going to disappear, but it seems like something he's going to, he's going to be fighting it all year. And I think that, you know, that sucks for him. Okay. And then the last guy I want to talk about Cheeto, Cheeto Babuzia is still struggling there with the ankle injury limited how, I mean, based on what we saw Jordan Lewis kind of stepping in, are you feeling kind of okay with, okay, let's just leave Cheetah off to the side, let him recover with the amount of time he needs, and you're okay with Jordan? I, I, I think it's the this front seven is playing so well right now, especially the linebackers, but the front seven's playing well. And I'm not trying to discredit what Jordan Lewis has done, or even Cheeto and Byron is playing great, but I, I do think that, that they're playing so well together up front that they're allowing these guys to go step in Jordan can come in he can make plays he can pick up a fumble he can do some some good things um I think they're going to need Cheeto obviously from they're going to have they're going to go up against some the Matt Ryans and Carson Wentz and all those guys but I think right now it's 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 going well and the confidence of Jordan Lewis seems to be raised that's a good thing too uh I think when Cheeto is 100% he comes back into the mix it's probably a good thing right now yeah I think they were worried about I mean I, me, me personally, I was worried about them losing Jordan Lewis. I really was. Like I was losing them, losing mentally, him, mentally, yeah. and like being being having the fire in his gut to continue to play. You know, Chris Richard. It might have been the best thing in the world ever for Byron Jones for Chris Richard to come in because he saw something in him that nobody else really had saw had seen in him. So hey, play him at right corner. But what else did he do? He said, "Well, you know what? I would rather play with Anthony Brown than I would with Jordan Lewis." And so all of a sudden now, and, you know, here's Jordan Lewis. He, he played 14 games for you. I think he made seven starts for you last yeah. year. Yep. And all of a sudden now he's your fourth best corner, you know, and, and that, that was a big, big switch for him to have to. But I think this game, you know, they threw him in the dime package against Detroit and he got beat, you know, on that play. And that's going to happen. But then they didn't play him the rest of the time. You're thinking, okay, well, here we go. They're not going to play him anymore. But, you know, he got a lot of work last week practicing because of Wouzier, as you said. Ambar was not ready to go. And so he's, he played with some confidence in practice. 
played with some confidence in the game. And it looks like that he's back to the guy that we kind of saw a little bit last year and not this guy that's kind of wandering around without a rudder out in the water somewhere just waiting to hit land. And what helps him, I think, is kind of his personality too, his right. attitude. You know, he's not, example, the Orlando Kendrick type of behavior when, fair point. in the yeah. locker room. So uh, I'm glad. I'm sure we're all glad to see that he, he was able to step in and take advantage of those reps. Now, Dave, let's get into the Redskins defense now. Ooh, we're going to do that right now? Okay. You always, like, you, it's, I like how you mix it up. I never know, <laughs> I never know when you're going to spring that on. You got to like, go on the fly. You, you did it at the top of the show one time, and you waited for the first break one time. But, yeah, okay, we can do that. Right. Well, we have time. We have a little time before the, we go into break. Uh, Nick is going to step out for a little bit. So let's just, just start off with the quarter. Go interview the owner. That's probably yeah. more important than talking to us. Maybe. Uh, okay. No, yeah, let's get into it. Um, it's funny because it's a different scheme, but the, the Cowboys and the Redskins just remind me so much of each other. Like this looks familiar to me looking at them. So it's a three, four defense. I don't think I really buy that. They look just as much four threes, three, four to me, Ryan yeah. Kerrigan and Preston Smith play down just as much as they play up. And this is a big front. Like, yeah. We talked last week about how athletic the Jags are, and obviously all NFL players are athletic, but this is this is size. That's the last thing I was just looking at before you threw it over to me is uh, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen are the centerpiece of this thing, these first-round picks they've taken the last two years. 6'3", 320, and 6'3", 300. And they move with alarming athleticism. Like yep. uh, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne routinely make plays at the numbers, yeah. even though they're freaking yeah. gigantic. And then you got Preston Smith, who's 6'5", 280. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Kerrigan is the smallest guy at 6'4", 260. So this is going to be a lot of beef for the Cowboys <laughs> offensive line to handle. And behind them, again, you say 3-4, but... Kerrigan and Preston Smith are basically ends. I don't really consider them linebackers. So you've got, much like Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch or Sean Lee, you got two middle linebackers behind that front that make every tackle that they miss in Mason Foster and Zach Brown. Yep. I don't think that there is, again, I don't think they're as freakishly athletic as Jalen or Vander Esch. Nope. But they <laughs> appreciate it. I appreciate this positive reinforcement. Um they, they're instinctive players, though. Like, they make tackles. They diagnose plays. Like I said, they, I, they don't jump off the screen at you the way Jalen Smith does, in my opinion, but they're always where they're supposed to be. Um, if you had to rate them compared to what the Cowboys have faced so far... They're not as... At, uh, I, I struggle to say they're not as good. They're not as athletic as so Miles saying, Jack and Telvin Are Smith. you saying the front seven or just the, the front line? The front seven. The front seven. That's a as, good question. That is a really good know. question. No, no, that's a good, that's right. a good dig. And I, I, I'm going to answer that when he gets well, done. All right, let, let me just go down the line. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're as good as Carolina. I don't think they're at, they're better than New York, especially when you consider that Olivier Vernon didn't play in that game. Mm -hmm. They're better than the Seahawks' current incarnation, probably. Uh, well, it's debatable. Um, week four, they're better than Detroit. Overall, I think they're probably better than Houston. Mm. And I know the, it's all about the pass rushers. That's where I think it's very similar. Yeah, no, I agree. That, I do that's agree where with that. I think we, were, I think we were really, you know, we you were, think they're better than Jacksonville? Just the front? No, 
Yeah. No, I, I don't think I they're better that. in Jacksonville. Are you saying they're like Houston because of the size? I'm saying because of the size, and I'm saying because of the slinky play. And when I'm talking about the linebackers, what gave the Cowboys trouble in that Houston game? It was that guy was at number 90 kind of moving around and doing different things. But that's kind of – I don't see that guy here. Oh, which, Preston Smith can be that guy. He – Preston Smith, I think Preston Smith is one of their most underrated players. I heard you say that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I think he is one of their most underrated players. And and, and number 94, and you watch him play, and these guys have the ability where, and this is why I asked Jason Garrett this question today, Dave, in the walk-off about the 3-4 and the Mm. 4-3. You know, we all want them to do more read option. We want them to let Dak run the ball. Is there going to be a difference for this offense to have to play against a front that is, you know, in three, four in scheme, but, you know, but they, they show some four, three tendencies, you know, is it different? It's different from having to block outside linebackers standing up than it is having to block defensive ends that are down. And so that's where I'm kind of thinking, which will, will Houston, excuse me a second. No, go ahead. Will, 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 will Washington look at what Houston did scheme wise and try and affect the Cowboys running game that way. My counter to that is, and that, you know, you go back and watch the film of this, and, you know, the, the New Orleans Saints absolutely demolished this defense. Throwing the ball, though. No, I, yeah. I, basically, I don't care about that yeah. because the Cowboys aren't going to play that way. No, the Cowboys not don't at all. have Drew Brees. They don't. But shockingly, the Carolina Panthers, if they don't get in a 17 nothing hole right out of the gate in that game, they, yes. they had some success running stuff the Cowboys like to do. Yes. Uh, See, that's where I'm saying, you know, I, I think that, that if you're, you know, if you're, if you're Greg Minuski, who's the defensive coordinator for Washington, I think you have to look at games where people were able to control Dallas from running the football. I think that's the kind of the thought that now, do you have the personnel to do that? I think Washington does have the personnel to play with the heavy, the heavy techniques inside. I would agree. I, with that. I think they have the, 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 the length. And the and the power on the outside with the with the two outside linebackers, and now it's going to come down. Can those inside linebackers, the scrape players, can they make plays if you're running the ball? I I just if I'm if I'm Manuski, I am not letting Dallas run this football, and I'm not letting Cole Beasley beat me throwing the ball. But to that point, we saw the read option. Have yeah, plenty of success against the Jags. Yes, we saw Carolina do it to these guys too. Right, and I I mean. I think Dak Prescott needs to be ready to take a beating in this game because I think he's going to have to. Are we okay with that? Have we all yes. have we all made a determination? I know I do stuff with a show with her, and we're like, hey, yes, yes, yes. No, you know, I mean, I'm not if, even worried if, about if it. you, you know, it's it's to, for this offense to move, they're going to have to have Dak play that way. Yes, they cannot. You 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 playing with him just throwing the football is not the is not going to win you this game. Between between Allen and Payne and then the linebackers there, like yeah, I completely think that they can limit Zeke. And what they're thinking about 4.1 a carry there. And they're 6th in the league in rushing yeah. defense too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think that they have what it takes to stop them from just ramming the ball down okay. their throat, now, which who, is why Yeah. Dak's, there's going to have to be an element of misdirection and Dak being willing to keep the ball to keep them off balance. Carolina was a great precursor to what they're going to see this week, yes. in my opinion. Yes. You know, if you talk about, like, uh, I believe New England is playing the Bears this week, or they played yes. the Bears, right? Yeah. They played Kansas City last week. So you, sometimes you get schemes 
that carry yeah, over that week to week. Really, yeah, that's a good point. And so I think you're going to get a carryover scheme. So I get to talk football when I'm on your show. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's, but it's scheme to scheme, you know what I'm saying? So if, if Greg Minuski, who again, he's going to look at that film and say, okay, how did Carolina hurt us? How did they hurt us running the football? And you're right, though. They, that 17 to nothing lead was huge. Because it made Carolina pretty one-dimensional. Yeah, they had Car- to get yeah, away from. They had all to of get that. away from everything. But you know, look what Dallas has done. Say the last four week meetings they've had. Even I mean, last the two games weren't even close. No, and, and they weren't even close. Especially the one here. Yeah. So I mean, I, I just kind of think that you know, but there was no Travis Frederick, and you know, it's just there's some things that you know, that kind of make you a little bit nervous about this offense. Let me ask you this. I mean, I cheated because I edit your matchup story every week, so I know yeah. I know that you think that they're going to take or try to take Cole Beasley yeah. away, which why wouldn't they yeah. after what Cole Beasley did? And I think there's precedent for it. I thought it was really funny that um, I think Jerry, it was Jerry Jones that kind of compared what Beasley did against the Jags to what Witten has been for this offense. Right. Well, the Redskins spent all day last Sunday taking Greg Olson out of yes. Carolina's offense. Got like, open a couple of times, but they missed him on some overthrows. Cam, yeah. Cam missed him, but basically every time he went downfield, they he had, had a guy there. Yeah. He had a safety over the top yeah. or a linebacker trailing yeah. the play. And I would imagine it's going to be something similar for Cole Beasley, which my question is, I assume Cole Beasley is going to have his work cut out for him. Do you think that somebody else in this offense can make plays against this secondary? Because I know that uh, yeah, I want to see that. We're going to take our break. Think about that, I want that, you to Brian. answer this question, too. I think you got an answer for this one, too. Well, when we come back, we'll answer that question and keep talking about the Redskins defense. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. Back to the break. 
All right, we are back. Dave, do you want to ask that question again? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Um, so we talked about the Redskins are, I would assume, probably going to try to double Cole Beasley. Yeah, I would, yeah. Take I would, I would think that's going to happen, yeah. Do you think somebody else in this passing game can hurt them for doing that? Which is not something we've really seen no. through six weeks in the we season. We have not. We have not. You got somebody, you, she, he wants you. Want, he wants he you wants to, answer, to answer. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Well, I mean, honestly, there hasn't been anyone to give you that or make you think that way as yeah. of right now. And the only guy that would come to mind is Michael Gallup. As yeah. far as other than him, there has not been anyone else that has received as many opportunities, I would say, or as many chances to make something out of it. But even then, he hasn't been great. We've seen huh. flashes of him That's making fair. plays and catching the ball. We know we, he can do that. He just hasn't done it often enough. So yeah. I don't think he can really I, be affected that I way. I would like to believe that. I would like to believe that she's right. And my my, you know, you can't have Cole Beasley with nine catches and then everybody else with one. I mean that this that I mean even though they won the game that way. They won the game because of their ability to run the football. Yeah, you know Dak Prescott yeah. chipped in with eighty yards, and then you got another hundred from Zeke. And anytime yeah. chipping in, anytime eighty yards is chipping in, you're probably well. You don't, doing yeah. Not every well. not every week you're going to think your quarterback's going to run for eighty yards. But no. I agree with Ambar, and I and I'm trying to figure out though. Okay, who else do you do do you get Jeff Swain involved? Does he become now a guy? And I'm not just talking about the waggles and the boots and things like that. I'm talking about you try and get him into the passing game with some of this. And we saw him catch the out the other day. You know, it was a big play. Nice. You know, he, he's got an ability to kind of not kind of he gets himself open. But do you find ways to implement him more in the offense with and so you can get Beasley and Gallup and then Swain and then and now you're throwing the screens and stuff to the outside or the or the passes you try and get to. uh to Zeke. I genuinely don't care. It just needs to be somebody. Somebody. Be- well, okay. No, you're not wrong. Well, you guys are not wrong at all. Fabian Moreau is their in their nickel corner. Yes. So you guy you really like. I like Fabian Moreau. Uh, UCLA. You would you know, he's Beasley's guy and they're yeah. going to do what they can to help him whether it's a linebacker or a safety. I don't think D- DJ Swearinger is a he loves to hit and not he's that guy. aggressive. Yeah. He's not a great not cover that player. Guy. I don't really think Monte Nicholson is that impressive either. Yeah. But um, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna think he is. Yeah. They're gonna the, the Redskins are, are gonna say, okay, well he's good enough to help. You know, and I maybe he is. Yeah. And I, I think it's gonna be more involved really with the linebackers because Beasley's where's the damage that Beasley's been that can do? Middle of the field. Middle of the field, underneath. Yeah. You have to find ways. Now, this team plays a ton of zone defense. I wonder if they're going to do that against the Cowboys and give Beasley free access in these routes. Because if they do that, he will wear them out. There's no question about that. What a, And I, I, you wrote about Quentin Dunbar earlier this yeah. week, too. He's, he, I wrote he's, over, he's overly aggressive. Like, Way overly. Get ready for the double moves there. Or even whatever, like yeah. uh, play action yep. or anything you can yep. do to deceive him, I think will yep. work. So basically my point is, and yep. even – uh, he's a good player, but Devin Funches gave Josh Norman some work last week. See, like he wasn't is, amazing. Yeah, this is where it's going to come down to. Cause that's why I thought Houston was more like this team because good defensive front questions in the secondary. You know, yeah, that's where you know what did Dallas do? They didn't protect well enough in the Houston game. 
And you and they think, weren't able to take advantage of the secondary. But you think that the Redskins are just as good as the Texans? I think up front. Yeah, I think up front they can present. They don't have the pass rusher, but, but 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 they don't they rush. Have, they don't rush the passer. No, they've only got they have twelve sacks on yeah. the year, yeah. and and they didn't get a ton of pressure on Cam Newton. But you hold the ball. This guy holds the ball a little bit. Maybe he shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, here's a different question for you guys. And after hearing uh, how the Redskins' defense is, and I, I believe that part of the Cowboys' success offensively comes from the ability to use different elements, uh, whether it's Dak running the ball or giving the ball to Zeke, throwing passes. What is something that they're going to have to rely the most in this specific game facing this defense? Because you talked about them kind of limiting the running game a little bit, and then we talk about the passes and right. stuff. What would be the one thing that you could trust them to actually do and be successful at in this game? Well, you know, before you get to that, uh, Stephen Jones was talking about, I just talked to Stephen, he said the biggest play of the game, that he, in his mind, was a deep ball to Tavon Austin that was incomplete. Yeah. He thought that play was, took a was, shot was big, Jaylen just taking Ramsey, a shot. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, all right, now Tavon's not going to be here yeah. this week. What, what, or maybe in a few weeks. And he said, Deontay Thompson has got it. We got to utilize his speed. We've got to get his speed involved. Didn't mean get him involved, get his speed involved. Uh, also, he said Bryce might be a part of that as well. But, but I just think that being said of what he said, I think we have to, he said we have to continue to take shots down the field, whether or not you're completing those passes or not, which then goes back to your question. They got to run the football, of right. course, but how to do that, how to back them off, how to get these aggressive guys to, to bite. I think they're going to see some deep balls, yeah. um, even if they're complete or not. It's a good plan. So in that scenario, who do you trust more at this point, Deontay Thompson or Bryce Butler? Although we haven't seen mm, much of Bryce this year. That's it, a good question. It is a great question. But you know what? I'll, I'll throw out a third guy in there. But I, I, I'm throwing Gallup in there. Yeah, he, he mentioned what, Yeah, what's too. the thing with Gallup? I mean, the one thing that we've seen with Gallup is he might be running, running, running. And then all of a sudden, you see at the very end, there's that separation. Where Gallup has had a little bit of some problems is the – the seeing the ball over his head, you know, when he's having to like track it, the flight of the ball. So, you know, when they put the ball on him, like they did in San Francisco, man, you can, you can have some big plays there. But, and he he mentioned him as well, like that that he's a long strider and I think, I think, I think that, yeah, I think Michael Gallup has to be, I think Michael Gallup has to be a guy. If he, if he has seven targets, and four more catches. I'm okay with that because I know, and there's going to be a day we wake seven targets on the year. Well, that's what I'm saying though. I mean, that's where that's where if I ask if I was sitting in the box with Scott Linehan, I would say thirteen. Yeah, I mean, I'd, if I'm Jason, thirteen. I'd click over if I was Jason Garrett. And I'm say, you know, hey, you got something for thirteen there? You got something for him? You know, you got something? Yeah, I would just keep reminding him that you know this guy has that kind of ability. He we saw what he was able to. I mean, he, he if he comes down with that ball. In the end zone, I mean that ball was looked like it was going over his head, and he yeah, goes up there and gets it, and he everything he did everything right, but his foot coming down and hitting the back of his other foot, but that's because he hung in the air for like five seconds to catch it. Yeah, if, you know you can't you can't coach that stuff. It sounds like wishful thinking because we haven't seen it on any kind of consistent basis. But yeah, like they need somebody needs to win out by the numbers, like on a consistent basis to the point because. We think they're going to take Cole Beasley away, and we think they have the personnel to stop Zeke. So 
What I mean, what do you do that's, otherwise? See, that's where I, that I was kind of like hinting a little bit about Jeff Swain, you know, and maybe, okay, it turns into simple passes to Jeff Swain. If maybe that's what it takes, It's a that's seven fine. or eight yard, and then he, you know, we've seen him when he's got the balls in, and I'm not just talking about the waggles and the boots where you're moving the pocket. No. I'm talking about find ways to hit him and let him, you know, eight I, yards. I don't, I don't want to. play second and two right there. I don't want to compare, I don't want to compare Jeff Swain to Jordan Reed because, Reed's one of the, when he's healthy, he's one yeah. of the best Titans in football. But no like doubt. half the stuff they do with him is just him sitting down in the zone. Yeah. I mean, you know, the classic and, Jason and, Witten stuff. Right? And Alex Smith loves to check it down. Run seven loves yards and turn around. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine with yeah. me. Yeah. I so yeah, I don't know. They gotta because I, I just I straight up they're not gonna let Cole Beasley do what he did last week. There's I don't think you can and there's no, no. too much beef on this defense to think Zeke is gonna, you know, just power his way to this yeah. amazing and unless you can pass enough to back them off. Yeah, some of the plays they made last week in the game, that, that's what was the play that went to Gallup? That was third and nine. I mean, they had a lot of third and nine or third and whatever plays they had to make in that game. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to continually live that way because they hadn't been very good on third down. But for last week, right around forty-one percent. So, but well, I, I just don't, I just don't see. There that. was a question that was posed, um, I guess, through the website, and the fans that are watching the show right now: Is Cole Beasley the biggest, the Cowboys' biggest threat? Eighty-nine percent voted no. Eleven percent voted yes. So, hmm. did they? Did they have a? No, oh, I have it too. I, so they don't have an answer, though. I mean, I agree. In the passing game or on offense? In the passing game, I would guess, because common sense says Zeke is your biggest threat. But At first, I had look, when I looked at the numbers, I thought that 89% has said yes. And I was like, very, very, I was going to be very surprised after just one game by people saying that. But uh, clearly, Cole is one of those guys and one of those elements that could really help the the Cowboys offense get moving, and we saw it in 2016. I want to right. see it this week. I want to see it after nine catches. I want to see him come back and yeah. do it. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, because, because that. yeah. no quite, yeah, it's, that's they're going to try yeah. to stop him. Yeah. You know, he had one catch the week before, but because that's what I, I'm still wondering if he can do, and they really want to focus on him. And you, you I mean, because. Teams want to focus on Antonio Brown. Yeah, he still makes plays. Yeah, focus. True. I'm not trying to compare him. I'm just saying no. when they try to shut him down, and that you know he's in well, a contract year. That would be a hell of a, a Jason, statement for his yeah. next contract. Yeah, Garrett always talks about this. He always says if they want to take you out of a game, they'll take you out of a game. Mm-hmm. But that's where to Ambar's question. That's okay. Who else? Who else is going to make step? Pay. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Who else is going to get nine targets and make seven catches? You know, who if if Cole Beasley gets two catches, but you know, Michael Gallup or Thompson or whoever catches seven balls and it turns into, you know, near a hundred yard day, then then you're gonna make people have yeah. to back off covering Cole Beasley. I, I think I've probably brought it up on this show before, but I just have this vivid memory of OTAs and Gary Brown was like, Yeah, we know we're gonna be dealing with stack boxes, but yeah. we've got we've got some guys here and, and we know that they feel disrespected and, and when they start winning things on the outside, that'll change. Well yeah. We're halfway through the season, and that has not happened yet. No. And it needs to if this offense is going to achieve any type of consistency. Well, let's take our final break. But in the meantime, if you guys are listening want to vote in on this next question, which wide receiver needs to be the most involved? Just tune in on Cowboys on DallasCowboys.com there on the podcast and make your vote, and we'll discuss the answers when we come back. While a player could look good on paper... 
It's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. We are back on the final segment of the break. The voting actually happens through the Cowboys app. So if you don't have it, download it and be part of this show with your voting. So the question was, which wide receiver needs to be the most involved? Who would you guess fans voted for? Oh, they've got to vote for Gallup, I believe. Michael Gallup. Yeah. Michael Gallup Which, takes on the lead with 52%. Oh, that's interesting. But now we have Alan Hearns at 40%. I'd be all right with that. Two. I would feel I'd have an easier time defending Hearns if, I mean, he probably should have had a touchdown last week. Or is it Bryce? Oh, Bryce. Uh, I, I've gotten tired of trying to <laughs> he's promote He's at 0% him. right now. Yeah, I've gotten tired of trying to promote him <laughs> because every time I think that he's going to be a part of the operation, Something happens. Street close. Yeah. Yeah. He's standing behind Alan Hearns telling you why the receivers shouldn't the get pretty blamed. Pretty good cheerleader. He got a yeah. lot of FaceTime in yeah. the game the other day. Yeah. Cheerleading. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Hearns get more involved. I said I said last week that good stuff happens when you throw it to him more often than not. I mean, like I said, I mean, Dak gave him a pretty well-placed ball that he might have had for a touchdown if he hadn't lost it in the lights the other day. But other than that, though, I mean, Terrence Williams – MIA. I don't I don't think I'll ever fully understand how that 
I mean, well, I was wrong about him. Yeah, you and me both. And Way wrong about him. After Terrence, uh, Tavon Austin is a guy that I've been screaming needs to be more involved, and now he's unavailable. So who's left but Gallup and Thompson? And her. I mean, Deontay Thompson. But, yeah, but I, 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 I he's maybe a, Steven's telling us something there. He's Nick. a great guy, and he's got a valuable skill set. But like he, he's never intrigued me the way that he intrigued other people. Can I ask a question? Okay, if say that you, you talked about Austin, if he in fact is in eight-week injury, you know, or needs to go on IR, who would you rather have up in that spot? Would you rather have Brown come back or Lance Lenore? Noah Brown. Brown. This is the Noah Brown fan club over here on this side of the table. So Really? Yes. Well, I don't know about Amber. I'm oh, talking about I, I, no, no. I am. Between those two, yes. Noah Brown for sure. I've seen yeah, way I'm, more out of him. I don't know than why. Lance. I've just I've never been a big Lance guy. He's done nothing but catch balls and make touchdowns and wow. he's done everything. I just I don't know. I just feel like everyone's when, got though? that guy. When though? When is it that you see that happening though? Summer. Okay, exactly. <laughs> August. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When we're all in Oxnard. <laughs> no, I, Noah that's, Brown. That's I'm saying I would love to fight for Lance Lenore. But it's hard to fight when you know you're saying you, you see him and you're like, God, this guy might make some plays. And then all of a sudden the lights come on and you're like, Where'd he go? You know, it's like it, you don't Anderson. He he kinda came in. Trez? Why not? Yeah. He came in late in training camp and just yeah. kinda made a play every time he got yeah. he got the chance. I think it's gonna come down to I, I personally, hmm. Lance, I don't think they're gonna I, I think if they had to make a switch, they would go with Brown. I think Noah they, Brown has a body. They brought type. back Bryce Butler instead of elevating Lance Lenore. That's Noah, really all you need to know. Noah Brown, you know, people Good want point. people want Dez back so much. Like, how many times did you confuse Noah Brown for Dez last year? Yeah. They look the same. And with their ridiculous insistence on, you know, running crackback blocks with their receivers against defensive ends, Noah Brown can actually do that. He did it all last year. So he can help you in the run game, and he's got that. You know, freaky box out physical body type. I, who knows if he'll actually be as good as I think he could be. Probably not. When can he but, come back? Uh, he can practice he gets, today. Yeah, if he he gets wants start, to, if they want to but, start the clock. Uh, I think they're going to wait. No, he's not out there today. No, they're going to wait and see if what's up with Austin, but he can't play until week after week eight, right? So right. week nine, whatever right. week. So, right. That's this is seven. By week is eight. So he wouldn't be able to play until after the Titans game. That's a guy that I definitely want to see on the field. You and, and me just give both. it a chance at least. But it no. might be it might be the like I say I've tried to think about okay what does this team need? It needs a, a like a big body guy to go get the football. Yeah, I mean that's I mean you I know hear you. we we've seen they, they're not they they didn't do anything with Austin. That's one of those ones they're going to look back on, and someone's going to go. Amber made us answer this yesterday, Brian. Yeah. You weren't here. Would you go get Amari Cooper? You know, I've hearing that Mari Cooper doesn't like football. I heard you say that on Twitter. Yeah, and and, and that's coming from some Raider guys. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I I don't know. I mean, I I I know John Gruden is trying to get rid of Reggie McKenzie too. He's trying to get rid of all his players. I've heard of that about other guys. I've heard guys, that about Taco when he first got here. I guys, don't even know where I heard it from, but I heard it. Guys who don't matter. like football can still see, be good at football. Yeah. No, no, there, there's no question. But the thing that would make you think. You know, okay, it, maybe a change in scenery would be good for the guy. But okay, do you? What do you give up? Do you going to give up your one? That's what they're going to ask you for. Do you I give would, up your two? I would give up a two. I would not give up a one. I wouldn't give up anything. Nothing. You want to see, nah. see Brown play, right? <laughs> hey, why not? I'm just saying. At this point, it's not like I don't think a player like him 
I, she's would about to make a really make, good. She's about to make a good point here. Would actually make a huge change on this offense. Could they? So. Could a player like that? Could I a player agree. like that thrive in this current the way they throw the football? And that's I'm not. I gonna, think that's the direction you were. I, I'm I'm thinking that that that's the direction pretty you were, much. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like football or you've done something to let people think that you don't. Yeah. This isn't a great place, a great offense for it. Right. There's going to be some games where you get yeah. one or two catches. Look at it. yeah, Alan Hearns. Right. Alan Hearns <laughs> stepped up and said, listen, stop pointing the finger at me. Yeah. You know, it, there's other problems on this team. There's, uh, there's very few receivers that I'm convinced that they would like elevate this thing just with the way the Cowboys play football with the way they've protected and the way Dak has played in most That's of these games. But would a would a would a big time receiver be able to thrive? We answered in this? this yesterday. Yeah. Who, go around the room and pick a guy oh, you yeah. want to have on this team, and he went with Thomas. For said, I don't even know your name, but you know mine. And I picked. Uh, I just Kent says Des. Des? Kent, Kent says Des. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Kent says Des. Uh, oh, you didn't hear you didn't have his headphones on. Oh, <laughs> sorry, you don't. I forgot you're yeah, not wearing your headphones. headphones. Broken. Who would you go, Brian? If I could go pick somebody, yeah. I think I would I would probably go with Thomas from the Saints myself. I would. I, I mean I, I I like watching him play. I really do. I think he just one of those guys that just can go. Now people say uh, the guy in Atlanta. Would, okay. The guy in you know to guy in, guy in Pittsburgh. At the risk of just Try repeating the conversation we already had yesterday, but don't I mean let, okay maybe Amari Cooper can't help the offense, but like for a second or third round pick, don't you think that's a small enough price to be worth it? Oh sure, there, there's no question it's worth it. But is it worth it because is it going to work out? But is it going to work out because is 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 this get, thing broke because of the receiver or is it broke because the scheme? Everything, right? Everything with with the, you know the safety. You knew that he could come in, oh, and yeah. play in this system, yeah. and it was a position of need, and he could go in and help these guys. But I don't know about a, a second rounder for that's well, for him. I wouldn't, and that's why I wouldn't give up a first rounder, but. A second rounder, I mean, you're going to risk that on a Jalen Smith or a Randy Gregory anyway, and maybe it'll work out. But you get 26 games out of him, bare minimum, or he plays well enough that you extend him. Your second round pick is worth $12 million. It's true. Actually, 14. I looked it up. I'm not comparing the two because they're obviously two different players, but it's like when you look at a guy like Tavon Austin and all the things that we talked about him previous to starting – playing games here, it's like, okay, you have this guy with these kind of talents and the Cowboys still haven't really used him in a positive you're way where you're wrong. actually you're profiting out of it. You're not I wrong. don't think that's a fair comparison, it's, though. It's not, but I'm just saying, can the Cowboys really utilize a guy like him and take advantage of it? I you, don't know. You would like to think so, but I don't have a ton of confidence. You're well, right. Here's a different question, and I wanted we're running out of time here, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Brian, you talked about Sean Lee coming back and being a starter this yeah. weekend. Here's a question from John through our Twitter account. When 50 returns, how about Sean Lee as a third-quarter defensive adjustment instead of a starter that would preserve his health and give opposing offenses fits? You think Sean Lee could stand there, sit there for thirty minutes <laughs> that, that's as the play as the play is going on? He's like, he's, yeah, he's like, but you know, and and yeah, that's a <laughs> he runs on the field and pushes the guy. Out. Yeah, just go, out. Just go, go, just go to the second half. I'm in. Second I'm half, in. I'm in. Wasn't there a closer named Lee? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it was Bill Lee. Bill, uh, Bill Spaceman Lee. Lee Smith. Lee Smith. There's another. There's another Lee Smith. Sean Lee. But regardless of. Uh, 
Sean Lee and what he would want to do and all that, just seeing him as the player that he is, is this something that would actually sound good to you in doing? No. 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 Hamstrings. Hamstring yeah. issues. That's you, you stand there, you sit there for three quarters, whatever. The point he's making, there's something there. It's just not that plan exactly. Mm-hmm. I, yes, utilize him in a different way where, you know, and maybe he doesn't start. Maybe he's a, he's a third down guy, not fourth quarter, but, right. but, you know, the nickel package and stuff. I think he's on to something. I wouldn't wait that long in the game. You want to get these guys in the flow of the game. I need Sean Lee's best 35 plays. That's what I need. Damn. All right. Let's hey. not forget his last game he played. He had like 11 tackles in the yeah. first quarter of the yeah. game. I mean, exactly. like he was on. He was unbelievable. Yeah. So, get those guys out there. I mean, I three guys can 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 play this they can position. Do it. It, I, this is a. I just talked to Stephen Jones. He said this is an outstanding problem to have. Absolutely. Oh, and we all agree with that. Yeah. We love all these linebackers that we got going on right now. <laughs> True. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, Brian, Appreciate for you guys. joining Thank us you. in Thanks this for me. awesome 45-minute show. Appreciate it. For you. Nick Inman, David Hellman, I am Amber Garcia. This has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!